Hello Team Builder. Thank you so much for joining us today on Ask Michelle and Chris. We're here to answer your questions about team building so we can learn and grow together. I'm your host, Chris Cabert of Fun Doing and On Team Building. I'm joined by my co-host, Michelle Cummings of Training Wheels. Let's go find out what we can answer for you today. Hey Chris, how's it going? Good, Michelle. How's your week been? Oh man, we've had a busy week at work, which is great. Beginning of the new school year, mm-hmm. college students, uh, learning to, some of them freshmen, learning how to be freshmen <laughs> amongst upperclassmen who are teaching them how to be freshmen, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's interesting, I work, I think people, uh, listeners already know, I work at the Air Force Academy with uh a team building team that works with cadets and just college kids. They're college mm-hmm. kids, straight across the board, comparing with any other college kid across the college universe. Same thing, same struggles, same challenges. Uh, and then watching the dynamics between uh, newer cadets and older cadets, which is, it's been fascinating to watch, fascinating to understand how do we teach them cooperative engagement, being leaders of character, following core values of the Air Force like integrity, service before self, while they compete for slots in the Air Force. So there's this constant tension which is just amazing to explore. And asking them, they don't know how to solve that problem because it's the same, it's been this dynamic forever. So how do you get them down to a ropes course and tell them how to help each other when in the back of their mind they don't want to help each other uh it's 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 pretty cool that's cool it's, it's very interesting i love it yeah. yeah the psychology behind that is yeah, no, fascinating no kidding so and i'm just it's been a year and i still don't know how to crack that egg huh yeah i like and, it and it's it goes all the way to the top mm-hmm. of things and it's just the way it is mm-hmm. and then they hope they're leaders of character even though they've been competing most of their college career hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's been fun and intriguing. Okay. And you? Yeah. How about you? You know, it's been. Uh, I actually had a week in the office, which was really nice because I. It's it's so interesting. I went from last you know, last May I did ninety percent virtual and ten percent in person, and then once June hit, it completely flip flopped, and I went ninety percent in person and ten percent virtual. That was a hard. That was a hard switch. And uh, and now I feel like I'm kind of, it's now swinging back a little bit the other way. I'm starting to do a little bit more virtual than in person. So so who knows? Uh, it's been nice to actually like have a little bit of time in the office to feel like I, can, I actually feel caught up. So that's good. And uh, and now we're about to, you know, go into fall. And I love the fall. It's just my yeah. favorite. Flip, yeah. Flip-flop and sweatshirt weather is my favorite kind of yeah. weather. So Nice. Very good. Uh, Icebreaker real quick. Okay. We have, what do we have? We have the Icebreaker Thumbball. I thought I'd switch it up a little bit. So. Is this like the original This is the original. The OG. Silver, black, Raiders Thumbball. (laughs) Yeah. So so the Thumbball company um, was created by Greg Pembleton, Answers in Motion. And anyway, I helped him design some of their initial questions and things like that on some of their uh, balls. And then I, of course, Training Wheels has our own custom ones. But this one here, I still just love it's the best it's the activity that facilitates itself so i'm going to talk wait wait before we go update um 
consequence thumbball? Ooh, yeah, it is uh, in production. It is in production. Okay, in production. so close. We'll let you. We'll let everybody know. Yes. In um, fact, it might actually be on a boat right now, like <laughs> heading this way. But okay. supplies, yeah, getting crazy. stuff from overseas is so hard yeah. right now. But it's it's close. So we'll it let is. you know when it's here. Okay. Yep, okay. Thumbball. On, All right. Thumbball. And if, for those of you that have never seen or heard of a thumbball before, it's called a thumbball because when you catch the ball. It's got 32 pre-printed panels on it. So there's questions or things to do or things like that written on the actual ball. And when you catch it, you look under your thumb, one or the other, and then you answer the question that's under your thumb. We'll put a thumb. picture in the show okay. notes about that. All right, okay, so Chris. Tossing it to me. A really long toss. Best Italian foods or a wedding I remember. Ooh. We're going to skip the wedding. <laughs> uh, best Italian foods, I would have to say... Uh, chicken Parmesan Ooh. from, oh shoot, I forgot the name of the restaurant, but there's a my favorite restaurant and it is just the best. Okay. All right, here we go. All right, toss. Off Michelle. All right, here we toss. go. All right. Furthest place I've traveled. Oh, ah, that's a great one. Um, I think India would have to be the furthest because when I was there, it was exactly 12 hours opposite where when my husband and kids were oh, yeah. so whenever I would actually it was 12 and a half hours is the first time I'd ever traveled somewhere where it was off by half an hour so uh, so anyway when I would call them in my morning it would be their right. evening and plus 30 minutes so the time yeah, zone yeah. math was like ridiculous for me to try to figure out so but um, yeah. Bangalore is kind of the area that I spent the most time in when I was over in India yeah, so I was there too yeah that was a trip awesome so uh, we're what are we getting into today oh, today we are gonna do another episode on reinvigorating classics yeah. We're going to talk about two of our favorites that are ones that we have tweaked and changed just a little bit in order to make it, they're just, it's a little bit different experience than the way we traditionally learned it. So I, I love Chris's new um, tweak on an oldie but a goodie. So I'm going to let you start. This one is called Islands and I've known it as Mountaintops yep. most of my life, but the reference that I found uh, are the most furthest back would be islands and it's three platforms often time goes from large medium to small the uh, islands that I work with are large medium large so using that platform setup my my challenge with low elements on a ropes course has quite a quite a few of them have this weighting factor mm -hmm. where some people are doing the work and other people are waiting, waiting for space on the platform, as an example, on islands, or waiting to ha get somebody to figure it out and they don't really have anything to do. There, there are several low-built kind of elements like that that I don't tend to use because I don't like the waiting part. I want to mm. keep people more engaged. Now, if you have an objective of what are you going to do, self-regulation, things along that lines, if that's an objective and people are... Uh, you're purposely working on how people behave when they're idle. That's great. Then it's for on a purpose. Uh, I like to keep people busy. So the uh, the adaptation that I made with islands, and I think it can work with any configuration of islands. You just have to limit the number of people on a platform. But each platform will have a two by six board of a certain length. Mm -hmm. uh, ours are. Uh, two one six footer and two five footers our platforms are two four by four 
feet platforms and the middle one is a three by three foot platform and equally distribute the people on the platforms and they have a board. So that's how you can start out with. So everybody's on a platform. Nobody's waiting on the ground to get on a platform to Got move. And the idea, and I'll, we'll point you to the write-up of this at the Fun Doing blog. There's more details, but this is the gist of it. We're adding more problems to the activity. Mm. If you know islands, you take your boards and you got to figure out a way to overlap the boards in order for people to stand on one end and then go out across the space between the two boards without the boards touching the ground. So there's a way to, in the, in the realm of physics or mechanics, you're using those boards to get across from platform to platform with no one touching the ground. And then if the board touches or a person touches, we start over, consequences, all kinds like of whatever. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of traditional. Well, this time it involves uh, using some letter tiles. My favorites are the jumbo bananagrams. You can word, use crowd words. You can use paper plates, whatever you want to do. And you come up with three different words that you want to use in relation to the theme of your program, whatever it is you're doing. But not too long a words because you'll get the idea of what we're doing with the, with the letters. And in the beginning, uh, like it says in the post, is you put all the letters on a piece of paper. Everybody's got to take one or two letters with them into the activity. They don't know what the letters are for yet. And then all you have, I'm going to use the example of paper plates because you can make them yourself. Small paper plates. you got all these letters on them. And then you spread them all around the platform, uh, mountaintops, islands with the letters upside down so they don't know that they're letters. Uh, everybody gets on their platform and then your first mission is you have to be able to flip over the plates. Uh, you, if I have one letter, if I took one letter, I'm flipping over one plate. If I took two letters in the beginning, I'm flipping over two letters. And this will require them to use the board on their platform people standing on the board while another person kind of crawls out to the edge, reaches way out for the plate and flips it over. Okay. So you're, you're initially engaging all the people on all the platforms. No one's waiting around. The only solution they have to figure out is how are they going to reach that plate and flip it over because it's pretty far away from the platform. So you don't have everyone starting at one end and they have to get out to the third platform in order Correct. to get to the letters. They, they all you, start, they all start all on the all platform. three platforms. Okay. So I think even if you went a large, medium, small, you could still do the same thing. But maybe the small platform only holds three people. So you could have two people standing on the board while one kind of mm -hmm. crawls out and flips over plates. So that's that's the first part. Then once they know that the letters, uh, there are letters on the plates, now the letters they are assigned, they have to go get the letter they were assigned. So it mm -hmm. may not be near their platform. So now they have to work together with other platforms to bridge across the gap and then walk across the boards where we're going to spot them, keep them safe, so they can get to the letter plate that is their letter. All right, so then they all do that. So now there's intermingling of groups. First it was each platform by themselves. They could usually manage that. Someone might have to go get a letter near another platform, so that, co that collaboration could start early. But in the second phase, it usually has to start. Mm -hmm. Then in the third phase, you have to, you can challenge them if you have time, challenge them to figure out the three words those letters make up in relation to whatever they're working on. So you can give them a hint if you wanted to. Uh, our example, the example in the blog post is teamwork rules. So then 
let's say they figure that out. So they have all their letters. Now, everybody that has the letters for team, T-E-A-M, they've got to get to the first platform, mm. go take their letters over and put their team down on the ground. The people who have work have to get to the second platform and put their letters down and then rules gets to the third platform. So now there's again commingling of using each other's boards, sharing each other's resources, talking to each other, who's moving where. So it becomes a pretty continuous flow of action is which mm -hmm. I really like. And then the problems, there's different problems. So you get that idea of a, a flow state where you give them a challenge, they got to figure out the problem, then they solve the problem. Now they get another challenge. So then that, that flow energy goes up a little, then they have to solve the problem, and then they, they go solve the problem and get the test done. Then they got one more. So it's a nice up and down momentum of action, which I really like. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to the original way that we all learned islands or mountaintops, and that is you start at the very beginning and then the, the platforms get smaller as you go along, and there's really there's there's one problem to solve, and that is get your people from point A to point B, and um, you know smaller spaces and figuring out the cantilever and all of that. So I love that, Chris. That is a really great adaptation of that, and and again, like you said, the ebb and flow of like it's a challenge within a challenge within a challenge, and it uh, and so it, there's not just standing around being bored time. There's there's other things that somebody could do, and maybe if maybe if the physical aspect is not necessarily your strength, then maybe it's the the puzzle aspect of figuring out what the words are. So um, I like that it brings in different learning styles and things like that as well. So. Nicely done. I like yeah. it. Yeah, that was fun. That's and it was fun to observe. Um, probably over eight hundred cadets go through this. Okay, and just the engagement. It was lasted a good half hour mm -hmm. for all three to finish all three challenges, um, and it, and it really kept them engaged. So I liked it. And you have a way that you've used islands. I have past. absolutely. Yeah. So. Um, one of my very first jobs out of grad school, I worked at, at the same organization that Chris and I both worked at the same organization at different times. So in the same role. So actually, I think he, he I think I actually might have taken your position um, so. when you left yeah. and then they hired me and I came in. Anyway, so yeah. we we had a ropes course there and we had the islands activity. We called it mountaintops there. And one of our co-facilitators named Brian Brolin, who is a gifted facilitator at coming up with tweaks to existing activities and challenges and whatnot. We both love Brian Brolin. So Brian had found this really cool paper beach ball. Now, they it, it looks like an actual beach ball, but it's made out of tissue paper. So it's really, it's really a delicate product, but yet at the same time, I've used the same one over and over and over again with groups. And so it's delicate yet durable, if that makes any sense? It's I don't know. Like thicker tissue. Paper. It is. It's thicker it's tissue like crinkly. paper. Crinkly. Yeah. yeah, it's crinkly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so Brian found these originally at Oriental Training Company. Now they don't sell them there anymore. I actually finally was able to relocate some. So we actually carry these now on our on our on the Training Wheels website, and I call them the Paper Beach Ball. So, but basically, and this was Brian's idea, original idea. So what you do is we had this one particular group that they we had a lot of like 
honesty issues and and there were things so we were really working with this one particular of group of they were you know kids ages 12 to 16 years old and it was a primarily a boys group if I remember um, this one particular group where we implemented this and again lots of lying not telling the truth and things like that so Brian thought let's let's do their our traditional ropes course activities but let's throw in something where we could really surface that really that behavior or that topic to where we could target it in the debrief. And so he had this paper beach ball and he had just gotten, he was like, I wanna try this thing out. So so you blow up this paper beach ball. Now there's no plug in the end because it's just the, the air that goes inside the ball holds the ball together, but it's, but it if you mishandle it even a little bit, then the ball kind of gets um, damaged a little bit. And reshaped, reshaped right? Shaped, so, yeah. So uh, so he gave the ball to the group at the very beginning of the islands. And, and we were doing it the traditional way where everybody starts at the first one and you work your way towards the smaller platform. And he handed the group this paper beach ball and he said, okay, while you are doing this activity, you also have to maintain, this ball is gonna represent the group's integrity. And so you have to take care of it. And any slight misbobble or mishandle of it will damage the integrity of the ball, which metaphorically will represent, it, it will damage the integrity of the group. And, uh, and Brian set it up in a way that the boys were totally bought in and they were just ready to roll with it. So, and of course, as they, as they traverse, I mean, as we're talking, it's lowering wood planks and, you know, there's a lot of people in a small space. And, you know, of course we get to the very end and, and the ball had definitely, um, it, it, did, it had reshaped. Yeah. It, was, it had, did <laughs> yeah. not look like the same ball that we gave them at the very beginning, and and it just. I remember. I I mean that this debrief happened probably close to thirty years ago. I still remember it vividly because it was so impactful for the boys. Where we were really talking about like, well, what are some things that would damage integrity or damage, um, you know, how somebody would trust you or something like that. And so we were able to surface not telling the truth and lying and honesty and all of those things. And we're like, and, and you could just physically see how different and, and, you know, and then metaphorically relating that back to integrity and how every single time you don't tell the truth, it damages your integrity. It was phenomenal. I just, I loved it so much. So, and then of course they quit selling them and then they, we were, I mean, I couldn't find them for a, over a decade. And then I finally refound them. I think I did, I, re, I did a blog post on it. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. Um, but I did a blog post on it. I, I finally got them back in stock in October of 2018. So I've had them back for a little while now. But man, they are just a, they are one of my favorites. If I ever have a group specifically that I want to talk about integrity and honesty or character or any type of those types of behaviors that I want to surface with a group, I always will pull out the paper beach ball. So it's great to have that visual mm -hmm. of here's how we start. And then when we go through an experience, this is how we might look when we end. And that ball is such a, because it crinkles up it and it's wrinkly. And when it starts out, it's nice and big and it, it's satisfying to look at. You think you can play with it, but as soon as you mess with it, and yeah, it was very, it's very cool. Yeah, yeah so, cool. you know, now some of our listeners, some of you listening might not have the mountaintops or the islands activity. So, so this is one that you can put into whatever activity that you have to go from point A to point B. So an example could be like lily pads or the chocolate river activity, depending on what you call it. But that's another one where you could use the same thing. So anytime you have a group that is traversing, 
basically from point A to point B, then you could implement the paper beach ball. So the lily pads being, we have game spots. Mm -hmm. uh, some people might call it stepping stones. Right. There's a lot of names for this one, but you have a starting line and an ending line. Mm -hmm. They have to go from point A to point, and in the middle is hot chocolate or lava or whatever you want to do. And these game spots you can step on when you're in that area. Right. Right? Yes. And so, you know, if I have a small group, sometimes, you know, a couple tweaks to this one is sometimes I'll um, hand them the spots at the starting line and say, here are your spots. You've got to get across the chocolate river. Here's your marshmallows to that to use to, to get across so you don't fall into the hot chocolate. Um, or lily pads, it's the same thing. If you, you have to cross this pond and you have to use these lily pads to cross the pond. So, you know, thinking to your example using the letter tiles in our in the in the islands activity, I think you could do the same thing with lily pads as well. Is you could either have the letters out there in you know, on the gym floor or on the floor, or whatever, that they have to then traverse to go first pick up the letters. And then when they get to the other side, then they have to put together their phrase or their their three words or things like things like that. The other option would be is whatever tiles you give them to use as their lily pads or their marshmallows, have those also be alphabet tiles. So, so paper plates. Paper plates, something big enough that big a enough foot they can step on. Yeah, that you can those step. are the letters. Yeah, yeah I, I see that same the mindset is adding a challenge or additional problem to solve with a traditional activity that we're talking about. So look at the things that you have uh, on your ropes course, in your bag of tricks. What additional problems could you add if you needed to, mm -hmm. right? The idea is if you wanna um, kind of go away from the boredom or the checking out, Give something for them, give something new, different for them to think about. Mm -hmm. So the adding that crinkly beach ball, adding letters where they have to collect letters and then solve a problem. Now you're adding more ways of thinking, more things to do, more problems to encounter and solve during that one problem. So that's, that's the idea. That's what we're trying to encourage with these two is to spice it up just to add a problem. Yeah, well, and it could even be for those groups that maybe you work with the same group of people every day or every week. So maybe you've already done one of these initiatives that we talked about with them. So now you could actually redo it, but with the twist. And so therefore, it, in theory, they already know how to do problem A. So, so now adding problem B and problem C to the mix as well can just, it can change it to where then the debrief is very different from what it was the first time you did it. Thanks so much for listening. If you have additional answers or comments about this question, please send them our way. And if you have a question you'd like us to tackle, we would love to hear it. You can find the submission link and anything we discussed in today's episode in the show notes. Find the show notes and past episodes at onteambuilding.com forward slash ask podcast. That's onteambuilding.com forward slash ask podcast. You can find me and sign up for my newsletter at training-wheels.com. You can sign up for my Fun Doing Fridays activity email and find me at onteambuilding.com. We hope you join us next week for Ask Michelle and Chris About Team Building.